us to Romans chapter number one. Romans chapter one. We're going to start here and uh, really been praying what to do. Uh, we finished up the book of Philippians and uh, where to go next. And I just really felt compelled to, uh, to start in the book of Romans. And uh, we'll start here. And if the Lord leads different, we'll, we'll, we'll pull out and do something different. But just give you a couple thoughts concerning um, Romans this morning. We'll give an introduction to Romans and, and all the things that will take place here. Of how, uh, you know, it's a very encouraging book. It changed the outlook of uh, uh, Martin Luther's life. If you've ever um, done a study about him, Martin Luther was a Catholic priest. And uh, he was doing a study in the book of Romans and it changed his life. And uh, he took, uh, he pulled out uh, of being a Catholic priest and nailed a thesis to their, to their door and, and decided that he was no longer going to believe that way uh, because he believed that faith, uh, salvation is by faith after reading this book. Changed his life, started the Protestant Reformation. And uh, many things took place after that, the start of the Lutheran Church and Many other things took place, but it all was hemmed around the book of Romans and how it changed his life. And as we look at this, it can be a, uh, a stirring book to us. Um, according to the, uh, the history, this was wrote, uh, Paul wrote this um, from the city of Corinth. He was in his third missionary journey around 57 or 58 A.D., this is the single longest letter that he wrote to anyone. And uh, verse number 7 tells us who it was written to. And so we're going to read some scripture here. So if you have your Bible and you've got it open to Romans chapter 1, let's all stand, if you will, just out of respect of reading God's word. And we'll read in Romans chapter number 1. If you can stand, please. If you cannot, I understand. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 1. Paul. A servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God, which he hath promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with the power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace, and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome beloved of God called to be saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ so Paul makes an introductory statement we'll take these and apply these to our lives this morning. So thank you again for being in God's house this morning. Uh, let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for letting us come here to church this morning. I thank you for allowing every single person to be here. I pray that you'll use me in spite of me, Lord. I pray that you fill me with your words. The ability to say it, Lord, I pray that you'd help. My throat, I pray that you'd help uh, to keep it under control this morning. I pray... As we, as we study the word of God, that it would change us, that it would mold us and make us into a better Christian. I pray that it would stir inside of every single individual here this morning to do something more for God. 
Lord, also I pray if there's one in here today that does not know you for sure, I pray that they would get that settled this morning as well. We love you, and in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, and thank you. You may be seated. As I said before, this is the longest single letter to, to anyone in the scriptures here. Written to Rome, in verse number 7, to all that be in, in Rome. All of them. And so I'm just going to give you just introduction. Uh, in the introduction, number one, uh, we see Paul's credentials. We see Paul's credentials, and these are what Paul is telling these guys, who he is, uh, what he's done, where he's from. And so we see, first of all, Paul's credential is that he says in verse number one that he is a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. So first of all, we understand that Paul is a servant. Paul is a servant. Now, many of you know this to be true. You've read, the, you've read other scriptures. You've seen other things there. And ultimately, Paul was a servant to other people. Paul lived his life for other people. Paul was on this missionary journey ministering to other churches, to people and churches that he had helped plant, churches that he had helped start, churches that he had helped send in the right direction. This is what Paul was doing. This is who Paul was. Paul wasn't this. It wasn't a show. Paul wasn't putting on a show for anybody. This is who Paul was. He was a servant of Jesus Christ. And may it be true of us, may it be said of us, that we would just simply be servants of God. Many times, uh, many people want the pat on the back. And many times people want everyone to applaud them and everyone to know what they've done. Paul simply was just a servant. May we have the same attitude in, in our life, in our Christian life, just be a servant. Whether someone knows that I'm doing it or not, I'm still going to do it. Whether someone knows that I'm doing what God wants me to do, I'm still going to do it because I just need to be a servant of God. Because he wasn't a servant of man. He was a servant of God. Look at verse number one. He says, a servant of who? Jesus Christ. He wasn't servant man. He wasn't writing this letter for man. He wasn't writing this letter for any other reason but for the Lord Jesus Christ. May it stir inside of each one of us Christians that we would simply just be a servant for the Lord. Be a servant for the Lord. What does it mean to be a servant? What does it mean to be a servant? It means that you are serving other people. When you go to a restaurant, you have a server, don't you? And if your server is not at your table with your menus and at your table with your drinks, that server isn't getting the right kind of tip, are they? They need to be serving you. Hey, look, I'm here at this restaurant, and they need to be taking care of me. Isn't that how you act? Isn't that how I, that's how I feel anyways. I mean, I want the server to take care of me because I'm at his, his restaurant, right? Don't you feel the same way? Well, the Bible says that Paul was a servant of God. He was a server of God. He served Jesus Christ. May we have that same attitude as a server when someone comes to our restaurant that we would take care of them and get them seated and make sure they have a drink and make sure they have their menus and make sure that they are taken care of. May we as Christians do the same thing to other people and make sure they have their gospel and make sure that they're in their seat and make sure that they can hear their gospel plainly and be the servant that God has called us to be. Paul was simply just a servant of Jesus Christ. Not only we see Paul's credentials, we see that Paul was a, a, a servant, but we also see that he was an apostle. He was an apostle. See, there, there was something that took place 
in Paul's life that made him an apostle. See, we have, we have preachers and people that say they're apostles today. May I tell you, they are not apostles today. Uh, do you know why? You say why? Because what made someone an apostle is seeing Jesus Christ in his risen state. That's what made him an apostle. Paul, you say, well, how was Paul an apostle? You remember that day when he was on the road to Damascus? When God shut him off of his horse? He looked steadfastly into heaven. Do you know what he saw? He saw Jesus Christ. And he became an apostle. And that's what made him an apostle of Jesus Christ. Hey, we, the apostle, is someone that's been sent. Someone that's been told, I may not be an apostle, but I am somebody who is sent of God to do something for him. And so are you. I have been born again. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I've got a story to tell. I've got somebody to witness to. I've got somebody to tell about Jesus Christ. And so do you. Because here's the deal is I can only reach so many people, but you can only reach so many people too. And our lives, they represent, they represent many different people. You have an influence around some people. You have influence of people that I would never personally have. And God has given you that influence for you to use so that you can be, hey, you may, you're not an apostle, but you're sent of God to do something. May we as Christians look at this. Paul, was what, is, what are his credentials that he was an apostle? What are his credentials? Is that he was just a servant. Look in, look in verse number one as well. He says, Separated unto the gospel of Christ. You know what Paul was? His credentials? He was a preacher. He was a preacher. He was a preacher. We need preachers. He says in verse number 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He was a preacher. You know what it means to be a preacher of the gospel? The Bible says to preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature needs a preacher. And you're the preacher that God's called to preach. Yay, I may not be called, you may not be called to preach, but you are called to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been entrusted. You've been given. You've been given the scripture so that you can pass it on. And you're the preacher. So you may be the only voice someone may ever hear. And Paul was a preacher of the gospel. Paul was a missionary of the gospel at this time in this text. And they say that he was writing it as he was on a missionary journey. True missionary. What a powerful thing that Paul did to bring the good news, the gospel, to the Gentiles. <clears throat> Let me tell you, where would I be if it wasn't for this missionary, Paul? Because if you remember correctly, all the rest of them didn't want to go with Paul. They were kind of afraid of us Gentiles. They wasn't so sure about us. But Paul took the gospel to the Gentiles. And we got the gospel. And because of that, we live in this country. Because of someone who spread the gospel. The Apostle Paul. He was just a missionary. He was just a Christian. Who said, you know what? I'm going to give God my all. And I'm going to give God my best. Whatever that is, that's it. 
See what type, what what it is, Christian. A lot of times we want to we we think that well, I can't do what they do, and I can't do what this person does, and it's not about that. It's about giving God your best, giving God your best, not giving God Brother Trenton's best, giving God your best, because your best you can only perform at your best. You can only do what you can do. I can't do what you do. You can do what you do. And as a Christian, I need to do my best. Paul, here he is, just a servant, just an apostle, just a missionary, and a preacher of the gospel. Whether you're a preacher, whether you're a missionary, my personal opinion, I think we're all missionaries. You say, why? Because we're put here on this earth. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Why? Because I don't belong here. I'm just passing through. So that, you know what that makes me? A missionary. And so are you. Paul was just a servant. He was an apostle. He was, a, he was a preacher. He was a missionary. But not only that. Paul was a Christian. He was a Christian. I truly believe, this is Trenton's opinion, I believe he was the greatest Christian to put shoe leather on his feet. In the Bible. You say, why? Because the impact he had for but ultimately, guys, he was a man of like passions just like you and me. He was just a Christian who decided that he was just going to live his life for the Lord Jesus Christ. May we, as Christians, we look at this. This is, I know the introduction may even be longer than the sermon, but as we look at this introduction, he is just giving his credentials, who he is. But you're a Christian. What impact are you having on Nederland? What impact are you having in Port Arthur? I don't know. Port Natchez. Groves. What, whatever area you live in, what, what kind of impact are you leaving behind? Paul left an impact behind simply because he was just a Christian. He was a servant. He was a missionary. He was a preacher. But he was a Christian. So Paul asked a couple of questions here. We'll get into the sermon here just to give you a couple of thoughts, four simple thoughts, and we'll go to the house. So number one is who was Jesus? Look at verse number three. The Bible says concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David. So he asked, Who's, who is this Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the son of God, Amen. the seed of David. There was something specific that took place in, for Jesus Christ to be born, he was born in the lineage of King David. He was born uh, in the lineage of Jesus Christ. This is who Jesus Christ was. There was a perfect lineage set up for Jesus Christ. Lion in the tribe of Judah. There wasn't an accident that took place for Jesus Christ to be born. Who is this Jesus Christ? He is the Son of God. He was not a created being. He wasn't created by God. He was the Son of God. Amen. When the Bible says that let us create man in our image, 
Who do you think he was speaking to? He was speaking to his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Huh? And in the beginning, without, hey, that Word helped create the world, and that Word being Jesus Christ. That's who Jesus Christ is. Paul begins this letter, hey, this is who I am, but let me tell you about who he is. He's Jesus Christ. You know what makes me? I'm not special at all. You know that? I'm not special at all. The only thing special about me is that the guy that lives inside of me. And that's Jesus Christ. The Son of God. I ain't no better. I am no better than anybody else in this world. Except I have Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. And you are no better than anybody else out there except Jesus Christ lives inside of you. Paul says, who is this? Who is this Jesus Christ? Number one, we see it is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Number two, we see the Son declared. Look in verse number four. <coughs> and declared to be the Son of God with, look at this, with power. According to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now watch. He says in verse number 3, who's the Son of God? He is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He says, let me declare who this is. You ready? Let me declare who this is. He's the Son of God, and He has been given all power. He is the powerful. He is the ultimate. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings. This is who He is, the power given to God. That's who that is. Who is Jesus Christ? Son declared. He is Jesus Christ with all power. He says, I've given you power to become the sons of God. I am glad the day that I accepted Jesus Christ, I became the son of God. And it was because of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that allowed me to be the son of God. It wasn't because of who I was. And it wasn't because of the church that I attended. And it wasn't because of how much money I put in the offering plate. It was because of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And him alone. Look. In verse number four, not only does he have the power, but he has holiness. You know, what, you know what's holy? He had never done anything wrong. He had never had a dirty thought. He had never done something that he shouldn't have done. He is holy. Not only does the Son of God have power, not only does the Son of have holiness, but do you know what declared him to be the Son of God? Ultimately, you know what declared him to be the Son of God? Look in, the, look in verse number four. Yeah, the resurrection from the dead. Why don't we go to old Muhammad's uh, grave today? He's still in there. Why don't we go to old Buddha's grave? Because he's still in there. Why don't we go to anybody else's grave? And they're still in there. But up from the grave he arose, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, proved that he was who he said he was because of the power of the resurrection of the dead. He's the only one that can conquer death the only one that can conquer hell, and the only one that can conquer sin. Jesus Christ declared, raising from the dead. No one's ever done it since, no one's ever done it before, and no one will ever do it again without the power of the resurrection of the risen Lord. The Bible says, 
In Romans chapter number 10 and verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hey, what happened on that day, on that Sunday morning when they came to the grave? And there was the stone rolled away and... Matthew chapter 28, verse number 6, he says, For he's not here, for he is risen as he has said. Why? Because he is and he was the Son of God. Amen. Declared by the resurrection. Amen. Simple as that. Amen. Amen. Right. Hey, you have questioned whether he's the Son of God? Yes, no, sir, I don't because he's raised from the dead. You go to his tomb today, it's empty. Because he has power to overcome that grave. We see the who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God, declared in verse number four. <coughs> now, verse number three, or chapter number three, is the gift that was given in verse number five. By whom we have received grace. By whom we have received grace. So what does that mean? That means I get something I don't deserve. You say, how did that happen? Because of the resurrection. <clears throat> the Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us sinners. You know why? Because the Bible says for the wages of sin is death. Because without the blood of Jesus Christ, as the Bible says, there is no remission of sins. Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for my sin, raised from the dead, conquered death, and paid for my grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. Let me mark it down clear. There is no way you're getting to heaven without the grace and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ being applied to your life. It won't happen. It won't take place. The only way that you can get there is through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something you don't deserve. Guess what? It's something I don't deserve either. But what brought grace? Was the resurrection. What brought grace? Was the Son of God. Paul says, let's get this clear. I may be a preacher. And I may be, the, I may be a missionary. And I may be an apostle. Let me tell you who Jesus is. Because he's got power raised from the dead and then he gave me grace something I don't deserve what is grace give you a great illustration heaven but you know what I deserve hell the Bible says that my righteousness is the best that I can do Filthy rags. But because of the grace and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have heaven. And so can you. 
But this is the gift that was given. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Not through church membership. Not through being a good person. But through Jesus Christ. Because your good works didn't die on the cross. And your church membership didn't die on the cross. It was Jesus who died. So that you could have eternal life. So we see number one, who is Jesus? He is the Son of God. And we see number two, who the Son declared. Then we see the gift that was given. And then number four, who are we called to? Verse number six. Among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ? Who am I called on this earth to be for? Jesus Christ. I'm done. But I want to give you this thought. My life was created to serve the Lord. God did not just accidentally create me and say, Oops, I don't know what to do with him, so let's just let him live in Nederland, Texas. It didn't happen on accident. It happened with a purpose. With a reason. So that you, hey, you didn't accidentally get here. God purposefully puts you where you're at. To live, to serve, not for self, but for the Lord. So I ask you this question, Christian. What are you doing for God? What are you doing for the Lord today? What are you doing for him? Who is Jesus Christ? Is he the son of God? I ask you this question. You say, I don't know that I'm going to heaven when I die. Well, today you better get that settled and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Quit trusting who you are and where you've been and what kind of church you attend or how much money you put in the plate. Quit trusting all that. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the only one that raised from the dead. He's the only one that can pay for your sin. The offer is yours. Grace extended to us. And hallelujah for that. Amen. God, I thank you for today.